Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Flick Everett and I'm Yahoo's Senior Lifestyle Editor. Welcome to the Life Edit Podcast. We love talking about lifestyle on this show because it covers everything. And today we're going to talk about baking. And obviously it's a little bit tied in to the launch of the new series of the Great British Bake Off. And it's also tied into how we bake at home. And today's guest is Sabrina, our shopping editor. Hello, Sabrina. Hi, Fleck. Hi, thanks for coming. So baking, I don't know if you enjoy baking. I do, but I'm going to ask you my special icebreaker a question I think I need a little jingle for that uh, what is your signature bake do you even have a signature bake oh god that's such a question um <laughs> it's going well so I think I'm gonna have to say uh a rainbow red velvet cake Ooh, that sounds impressive well it, it's not really <laughs> when I was uh younger if it was a friend's birthday I'd always bake them a big rainbow cake. You know, when you get the food coloring, you do like the different layers yeah. and each is like a different color. Um, it, it was like a big trend and like, I want to say the 2010s, I don't know. But I swear it ended up costing more than just buying them a present. Yes. But it was thoughtful and it was all good when it went right. If it was burnt, then it was just disastrous <laughs> for everyone. I think that is amazing and a much more spectacular answer than I was expecting. I thought you were <laughs> going to say, you know, brownies or something. I've never even tried a rainbow. What should we disappoint you now for the rest of the episode? <laughs> No, for me, it's so much more boring than that. My signature bake, if I have one, is it's called a Tunisian orange cake. And it was a Sophie Grigson recipe that I discovered years ago when I think I was panicking about what to serve at a dinner party. And it's really easy. You mix all the ingredients together, you bake the thing, and then you make a syrup and pour the syrup over the top. And it's flavored with orange and cinnamon. And it's really, really good. Hey, that sounds fancy to me. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's, it's easy enough. It's, it's, I think anyone could make it. It's as cakes go, it's pretty easy. I mean, I absolutely love cooking. It's one of my favorite things to do. I do it for a job sometimes, you know, I do food shoots and all the rest of it, but I do struggle with baking because it is so scientific, isn't it? With most cooking, you can just chuck stuff in. And if you vaguely know what you're doing, it turns out okay. With baking, it's a bit like a maths lesson. Yeah, definitely. And it all depends as well on like what oven you use. If you're at someone else's house and you use their oven, it could just go kaput very, very quickly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have tried to bake in unfamiliar ovens and I can't tell you how disastrous. The worst thing I ever baked was a vegan chocolate cake in a heart-shaped tin. <laughs> I was trying to bake a vegan Valentine's cake. I think it was for work, weirdly. I was going to take pictures of it. And I have never seen such a disaster. I put it in the oven and obviously being vegan, it didn't have butter in it. I can't remember what I used instead, but whatever it was didn't work. First of all, it exploded like a massive volcano. Then it completely hardened 
and, and welded itself all around the tin and couldn't be chipped off. So I had to throw the whole tin away. That was a disaster. Have you ever had any, possibly not on that level? I mean, <laughs> has it ever gone wrong? Probably burning stuff would be, you know, where I really excel. <laughs> um, but you say about that, I can just remember growing up, I used to love making like the cakes in a mug, you know, you just put like flour, sugar, I think it's butter into like a mug, yes. some hot chocolate powder I used to put in. I don't know if that's correct. Or... Yeah. And then you'd put it in the in the microwave for like however many minutes and then you'd have a cake. And I used to think that was like the coolest thing ever. Although we did have quite a few exploding ones of that. <laughs> it's very high risk, isn't it? Microwaving a cake. <laughs> it can go very wrong, I think. Let's talk about Bake Off. I am an avid viewer of Bake Off. I absolutely love it. What do you think? Do you watch it? I'm not a loyal watcher, but I definitely dip in and out. Yeah. Um, I always keep an eye on like the memes on Twitter as well. So my favorite one is like a guy who must have been a few series ago. And it's a meme where it's like, started making it, had a breakdown, bon appetit. <laughs> Which I think explains like a, when it, something goes wrong and you're baking, you're just like, here you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think you're very right about that. But I don't know whether it's just because everyone now, you know, Brits absolutely love Bake Off so much. I just think it's 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 a bit cheesy to say, but it's quite inspiring. And it makes you look at people who thought they were ordinary. And it turns out they've got this incredible skill. So I don't know if you saw the one with Nadia Hussain, who is now obviously yeah. a shining star. She was such a brilliant baker and such a lovely person to watch kind of develop through the series. You know, I can see why she's so popular, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is, it's quite rare, like with any reality TV show to have such a great, I guess, like cast or contributors of people from quite literally all different walks of life who just all come together. Like that's actually still quite rare on British telly. So I think, and it's always so heartwarming as well, as you say, to see genuinely people grow over the series. So yeah, I totally agree with you there. It is maybe, I think I may, may watch it this <laughs> this season from beginning to end <laughs> i think you should because i think well in lockdown it had the biggest viewers ever i think it was over 10 million watched it during the final which is incredible for channel four it was amazingly popular because obviously in lockdown all we did was bait basically yeah. <laughs> if you were stuck at home or furloughed you were effectively your new job was making banana bread or sourdough <laughs> there yeah. was nothing else to do so I think everyone watched it last year for tips but I wonder if it will be as popular this year hopefully there won't be another lockdown fingers crossed but we're more of us are out and about we've less time to bake I mean do you think we'll still watch it from the fantasy point of view of hey you know I could do that if I really tried <laughs> absolutely I think you know fantasy and escapism but also as you say with lockdown we all did definitely get into baking and I don't think that's gone anywhere. Like I love that Pret and loads of different brands released their recipes that then you could make at home, yes. which is such a great thing to do. Like, I don't know why they hadn't done that sooner. So now, you know, making new things doesn't scare me as much or baking new things. Exactly. No, that's the thing. And I did really get into it in lockdown. I have to say, like everyone else in the whole of flipping Britain, I too bake banana bread. I don't know why we all suddenly, why, do, why, well, yeah. why did we all suddenly have banana bananas that were overripe and needed making into banana bread. I don't know. Yeah. Never happened before or since, but at the time. You say that. <laughs> I got very involved. But it's just like, I think baking and cooking, it can be relaxing. And it's definitely something that 
I didn't get really prior to lockdown. I'm very much like of a go, go, go person. But, you know, now I get it because it can be quite therapeutic and relaxing and just time for you. And I mean, some things come out brilliantly. Some recipes are just tried and tested. And there's others that you just can't crack no matter what you do. Like I can make gingerbread, for instance, till it's coming out of my ears. But I cannot make brownies that come out right. I just can't. I've tried and tried with brownies. And I don't know what I do wrong, whether it's the oven temperature, I take them out to soon or I leave them too long but they're never the right texture they just go dry and crumbly and weird I just feel like everyone has their sort of bet noir bake that ruins their life every time they try and do it it's just guaranteed to go wrong and yours is chocolate brown yes every <laughs> single time I'm pretty I think I could make a pretty good stab at most things but they are the one that trips me up every time I've ever tried it so I've kind of given up now I just think no just make meringue or something that I can actually do <laughs> oh god no meringue's hard not with an electric whisk you see you just need an electric oh, whisk oh okay so <laughs> I was going to ask you, because obviously you bake a lot more than me. So like, are there any products that you're like, okay, couldn't live without that now? Like, I know you've told me about this electric whisk, but I, or mixer, what is it? Yeah, handheld, handheld electric whisk. I'm doing the actions as I speak, where you're, you're moving it around the bowl, your handheld electric whisk, it's got all the different speed settings. That is hugely helpful for mixing cake mixes and things like that. Another really weirdly helpful thing is a sort of manual dough hook, because I have got a food processor, it's got a dough hook on it. But if you're making bread, it can be difficult to knead it properly in a processor so it's this I'm just gonna have to try and describe it now aren't I it's a wooden handle and it's got a kind of whirly metal thing on the ends and it's like a kneader and you just bash it into the bowl with your bread dough and move it around and it gives it a brilliant knead I think it's Scandinavian because they're very good at doing efficient things aren't they it's kind of yeah. beech wood and <laughs> it looks really scandy and attractive um, and it really really works and it takes half the effort out of kneading the bread as well and another thing that I absolutely swear by is a proper mixing bowl a proper pot one because for years after I moved in here with my boyfriend where I now live I only had access to a plastic mixing bowl and a mixing bowl is just not something you ever want to spend money on is it it's no. just kind of what a waste <laughs> I could buy something nice but finally gave in bought the pot mixing bowl and it has made such a difference because things don't stick to it it really works it's brilliant we all know non-stick is just key it is <laughs> it really is seriously and also as you say it non-stick baking trays because there is nothing more stressful than putting all that effort and time into a and then it comes out stuck to the tray yeah and it won't chip off <laughs> and on that note yeah you've got to line your baking dishes yes. as well so you can either use obviously like parchment paper or you can now um, buy non-stick oven liners and there are loads of different types yes. now saves you from greasing and you know it's easy clean and stuff so stuff doesn't get stuck to the bottom and you can even I, my favorite thing to make is cookies and you can buy ones which have circles on so they act as like a size guide so then you just put your mixture on there, put them in the oven, and then they're just easy off and into your mouth. Fantastic. <laughs> to be honest, I could just buy baking equipment all day, every day, because I find it so satisfying. <laughs> Even if I never use it, I just like looking at it and thinking that I could. <laughs> well, we we see a lot of sales of, um, of baking trays, and I was actually thinking about this the other day, because like, we sell a lot of baking trays through like Lakeland, John Lewis, Amazon. But how often should you replace your baking tray? 
Ooh, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? But I would say as soon as it starts to look a bit scratched, because once it's got scratches on, things are going to stick to it because the nonstick surface has been affected. It's been compromised, quite frankly. <laughs> and it needs, you need a perfectly smooth surface. And I only realized this very recently when my competitive baking partner bought some new baking trays and it completely changed the way everything cooked and it vastly improved it. So yes, you really do need to do that. I think um, it's always good to upgrade your baking equipment because I know people say a bad workman blames their tools, but I do think when it comes to baking, tools are three quarters of the job. Because if you follow the recipe, it should work out. And if it doesn't yeah. work out, it's probably because you're using the wrong things or they're too old or they're not non-stick or, you know. Yeah. So upgrade, I say, get something new for the winter. It literally makes all the difference because I know it's not baking but you and I both have the always pan yes and <laughs> I used to think that I wasn't a very good cook because I things like stir fries I'd even managed to burn turns out we've Flick and I have tried this always pan which went viral in America um Oprah called it like the magician of kitchenware all of this stuff it's finally available in the UK so we tried and tested it out and I swear I'm not a bad cook I was just <laughs> using the wrong pan see everything now like literally and like i enjoy cooking so much more because i can just leave a risotto to like simmer and it's not going to it all is. be stuck on the it's bottom it's amazing and it's a safe coating as so well good. isn't it so you don't get the fear that some horrible chemical is leaching into your food and your body it's literally safe it's eco-friendly they are amazing those pans and i know they're not cheap but i i personally think worth it because yeah they really do like you say nothing sticks to them so you don't have to worry about leaving it on the stove for a bit they're brilliant so we just need someone to do the same with a range of baking tins basically that nothing will Literally, ever stick to yeah <laughs> they just need to create everything with, with that non-stick coating exactly. and then we will buy it all exactly brilliant right and that is in fact on that bombshell that is all we've got time for today so thank you so much sabrina for talking about baking with me which i could obviously talk about for a great deal longer given half a chance but if you would like to know more head to yahoo style uk and if you enjoyed this podcast then please write us a review and make sure you subscribe on your favorite listening platform i'll see you next time Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.